Have your sports curiosity cured. Up the wall, the car will forecheck, but Palat calmly comes out. Here comes each year with Brad. Chance for the Devils. Brad scores! A veteran of the sports reporting game for over 25 years. Hughes of the blue line. Down to Besser. Back for Hughes. Chris one tipped in. Lindholm again. How about this debut? His second power play goal of the game. And the Canucks have their first lead. Breaking down Edmonton's favorite teams. Ivan Barbashev on the puck for Vegas. No gain the line. That looks close offside. It's turned over. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. All right, here we go for Saul 107 in February 7th. Not a bad day. Coming into the Sports 1440 studios, minus 6 degrees, looking for a high of minus 4. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 AM radio and streaming on iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app, and on sports1440.ca. And, of course, if you miss any part of the show in the next four hours, you can catch up by searching The Kevin Carey Show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or even Amazon. Be sure to subscribe and select auto-download just in case you miss a little bit of the show. So we will have a jam-packed show tonight, today for you as the Oilers see their 16-game winning streak. Come to an end. Last night in Vegas, a 3-1 victory, basically a 2-1 game with an empty net goal, and it was a tight, tight Hotly contested playoff type game and uh, the Oilers first loss since December 19th. Uh, just an absolute torrid run, torrid pace. And as they say, all good things must come to an end. And now the Oilers can start another one, uh, another streak starting on Friday in Anaheim. But man, this game was very uh, hotly contested in the sense there wasn't a lot of room out there and you saw so many legs bodies sticks more in, in particular sticks in lanes that deflected pucks out of play and just kind of got in the way just a hair to nix out any scoring chances uh, there were tons of them last night you'd have to give vegas a slight edge of play in the first period but the oilers had a larger margin of the edge in play in the second period and had could have had many opportunities could have had they had many opportunities it could have been uh, a 2-1 or a, a 3-1 lead for the Oilers after 40 minutes go back to last year's playoffs go back to when the Oilers lost to Vegas in the Stanley Cup playoffs a year ago why did they win Timely saves from Aiden Hill. And Aiden Hill was one of the big differences last night. He came up with some superb saves, especially in the second period. And then a massive one in the third period on Evander Kane that we'll get to that resulted in the 2-1 goal. And... 
timely goals. Uh, game five, remember they scored three goals uh, in about a minute and a half, a couple of them on the power play. That turned the whole series around. It gave Vegas the 3-2 series lead and went on to win with some uh, a, a big second period in game six, a hat-trick by Jonathan Marcheseau. That was the difference again last night. Aiden Hill made some outstanding saves, and Stuart Skinner was equal to the task. That was the difference last year where the Oilers didn't get the goaltending. Last night they did, and were just not able to find any offensive output to kind of get over that hump. But it was it was a tough one. Let's talk about the the second goal because it seems to be getting a lot of a lot of play. Regard and a lot of it is regarding Cody CC. I don't get people that are faulting Cody CC on this goal one hundred percent. He is part of the problem on the play. There are other breakdowns, and pretty well every goal you see breakdowns, you have breakdowns, or else there wouldn't be a goal. Now, you can look at Darnell Nurse, who was absolutely phenomenal last night. Nurse erased guys all evening long with, it seemed like, effortlessly um, strength. He was angling guys off all night long. Well, that was one instance in the corner where Paul Cotter got the best of Darnell Nurse. Puck slides out, and that's when Cody Cece, he's going behind the net, but he's unsure of which way Marcheseau is going. Now he's caught kind of in no man's land. So when he comes out, I still think he's, he's, if you look where his skates are, he's in the lane. He's in the lane. Still a little off, but it's a great, great shot by Chandler Stevenson. Upstairs, short side. Now, how many times did you see a stick get on a puck? yesterday that deflected the puck out of play second period ryan mcleod had a chance right in the slot nick Haig just gets a little bit on it goes over the net we saw dozens of those last night warren fogel is maybe off a hair on his angle to take marcia so out to take Marcia so out. And if you look, his stick is a hair from deflecting that puck to get to Chandra Stevenson, and it's in the back of the net. Is Cody Cody CC off a little bit? Maybe, but it's a great shot. If if you look at Stevenson going for the glove hand side, it's going to hit Cody CC. His skates are right on the bottom part of the bottom of the circle when that shot goes by him. So there are other things that happen on a play, not just Cody Cece, where some people think that he is totally to blame for this goal. Rewind the tape even more. Leon Dreisaitl with a giveaway in the neutral zone. A giveaway in the neutral zone where he gets clipped by a skate. Could have been called a penalty, but we all know how the game was called last night. The game was called where the referees put their whistle away all night long. Even rewind the tape a little further. This goal doesn't happen if Evander Kane buries the chance. If Evander Kane has the opportunity to bury his chance on the pass from Leon Dreisaitl. And again, Aiden Hill with a great save. Play reverses. Seconds later, pucks in the back of the net. So what I'm trying to say, I think, is it's not just Cody Cece standing off a foot or two coming out from behind the net. There are other elements of that play where there was a breakdown. So I think it's unfair 
for everyone to be all over Cody Cece on that particular play. Having said that, it was a great game. There were there were dozens of shot attempts that were hotly contested where players sacrificed themselves, got a stick in the lane, made uh, a defensive play that was uh, warranted at the time to get out of uh, an offensive problem from the opposition. Good game. Uh, Mike texts in, 1-833-401. Oh, look at that. Uh, 8334011440. Mike texts in and says, On the second goal, can you explain what CC and Fogel jobs are? Well, I guess I just kind of did that. So I hope you got that, Mike. And again, there's so many elements of a goal. Goals wouldn't happen if there weren't mistakes. If you look at that play, uh, and again, Darnell Nurse was outstanding last night. One little flip of the puck in the corner, just a bounce. It allows Cotter to. Uh, gain leverage, gain position, and to keep the play alive. Marcheseau makes a great play behind the net. Sometimes you got to tip the hat to the opposition here as well. So uh, a, a really good game, and I, the Oilers were very close to winning. They could have won that game just as easily as they lost. Just as easily as they lost. Second period. Look at the chances. That McLeod chance we just talked about went over the net, just tipped by Nick Haig. Vinny DeHarnay, who had a whale of a game, assisted on that first goal with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl punching it up. Bad play by Barbashev. Bad play by... Uh, I mean, you saw Butch Cassidy go bananas. Just go bananas on the bench because the uh, his player did not get it deep. And you know that who's on the ice in McDavid and Drysaddle, but a great play by DeHarnay. Gets the puck up, 2-0, goal in. Vinny DeHarnay set up Evander Kane with another great chance. And Kane takes the slash, and it results in a penalty. On that penalty, Evan Bouchard with a 99-mile-an-hour shot. Hammers the post. Blows it by everyone. Inside of the post. 99 miles an hour just goes off the post and that goes in. Now it's a different game again. It's 2-1. Then after that penalty kill, they had uh, a little bit after the, the, the power play, they had a penalty kill and Leon Dreisettle was set up by Connor McDavid as the line was loaded up with Zach Hyman and Leon is probably going wide, misses the net. Connor McDavid late in the period, crossbar from that sharp angle. So as much as Aiden Hill played well, made great saves. The Oilers had several opportunities in the second period to um, take the lead, maybe even increase the lead, 2-1, 3-1. Duke, I'm sure you were just had a vested interest in that one. Thoughts on the game? I mean, it was, it was fun to watch. It was, at times, it was so tight because guys didn't want to make a mistake. But I felt watching it, it felt like you had... Um, just a little more, like not saying I'm sitting there and my got butterflies on the couch, but I'm watching it and it reminds me of where there's so many more chips on the line, the streak, Vegas, etc., everything like that. Oh no, hundred percent. And like you said, Kevin, like it, it was a tight game, pretty well start to finish. And I think 
there was a lot of um, trepidation, and myself could be included, that I kind of thought it would be a little bit looser, at least to start uh, with both teams coming out of the break. But I think they kind of reverted to the inverse of that and said, you know what, uh, we maybe are a little rusty, so let's keep things a little more buttoned up. And uh, the, the second goal, I think you broke that down really well, where it isn't just one person. It was kind of um, a misfork. Like, Darnell Nurse played that rush incredibly well, like taking away yeah, the move to well. the inside. And then he just gets the wrong rub in the corner where yeah. Cotter comes out the other side of him. Both CeCe and Fogle kind of make mistakes on their their positioning on the play and when you're playing a team as good as Vegas they make you pay for mistakes like that we've talked about it the Oilers over this win streak yeah some of the wins haven't been against the best of teams and that's that's perfectly fine you play who you play but against teams like that sometimes those mistakes can you can get away with them a little bit more Uh, what I what I really took away from last night's game was that the Golden Knights proved again why they are the defending Stanley Cup champions because yep. they've they obviously had a great start to the season uh have been like we, we we've said it a hundred times Vancouver's really the only top team in the Western Conference that hasn't really had this uh lull spot they had another great game last night against Carolina uh that I took in before the Oilers game but but Vegas has, has hit that lull spot uh, going back just prior to probably the end of December start of January as well mm-hmm. but tonight they or last night pardon me they came out with a vengeance and they knew they were going up against their quote-unquote rivals and, and yeah. a team that was looking to make NHL history and, and they brought it and Aiden Hill is the one real sticking point because yep. he he obviously was great last night and we talked about it a lot last spring after um the the Vegas Golden Knights ousted the Oilers they want to win the Stanley Cup they were saying well you just got to get a goalie that gets hot at the right time well I think we can maybe put that sentiment to bed a little bit and just say that Aiden Hill is just a really good NHL goaltender. He he leads the league in most statistical categories so far this season. Uh, shutouts notwithstanding, Christian Jari throws up another goose egg last night. But he, he was the difference last yep. night. In a 2-1 game, it almost always will come down to the goaltending. And Stuart Skinner didn't really make any mistakes. Like, let's be honest. He, he played a great game again. They keep it. He keeps his goals against to two. The team allowed three, of course, with the empty netter. But I thought Aiden Hill was the difference. And uh, it, it was just a matter of, like, Vegas, even without some some players on their lineup that make differences, usually Shea Theodore, yeah. Jack Eichel, Will Carrier, even without them, they just find somebody else to plug the hole and roll them over the boards one after another. So that streak is over of two goals or less, even though when Winnipeg, it happened to the Jets and they allowed uh, an empty net goal, mm-hmm. they kind of skewed the numbers and yeah. said, well, it's an empty net goal. We're yeah, still- I, I think you just all of a sudden <laughs> changed the narrative to your goaltenders. How many goals have they allowed? Just over count it right? as three and leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> hey, we have a jam-packed show for you this morning. And again, quick note, we talked about it all day yesterday. Uh, Ladislav Schmid is uh, doing a little flip-flop with David Schlemko. So Laddie Schmid in today at 8 o'clock as our co-host. David Schlemko will be in tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Coming up after the break, Rob Tichkowski from Post Media will break it down. Uh, checking this game out and uh, with Mark Spector, and we've talked about this for two days now with Spec in Vegas and moving out to California. Uh, because of the time change, Spec will be with us at 9 o'clock all day today and all week at nine o'clock. Greg Wyshynski, NHL on ESPN will be our headliner of the day with Laddie at eight o'clock. Mike Pritchard, former NFLer and uh, Vizen analyst uh, will be with us at 920. And then, uh, you know, Kevin Cooey, one of the greatest curlers of all time, will guest with us at 10 o'clock. Cooey and his squad getting ready for the Boston Pizza Cup in Hinton. That gets underway. It slides out of the hack today in Hinton as the provincial championship gets ready. And the Briar is in Regina this year and lots of different things going on. 
we we know about all the players kind of playing for different provinces from what they're normally used to. I, I, Mike McEwen is the Saskatchewan rep. So, you know, he was in Manitoba forever, an Ontario guy and, and things like that. So we'll get Kevin Cooey's thoughts, one of the greatest curlers of all time. And then Patrick Johnson, Vancouver's son and the province. The Canucks continue to roll, win in Carolina last night through two. Elias Lindholm, two goals in his Canucks debut. So lots to talk about around the NHL as well. When we come back, we'll break down the Edmonton Oilers game just a bit more with Rob Tichkowski, T-Bone from Post Media, coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 right after the break. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the Puck Report, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Fountain Tire is more than just tires. They offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their expert mechanics. Visit FountainTire.com to see all the mechanical services that they offer, as we welcome in Rob Tichkowski from Post Media. Good morning, Titch. Hey, thanks. how's it going? Good. Thanks for hopping on again on an early, like a late game, early morning for you. But I know you're at the gym on the treadmill, probably five, six in the morning. Hey? <laughs> yeah, I was looking out the window at 7 a.m. I go, what's everybody doing up? Where's everybody going? I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have been in my uh, line of work for 33 years doing it, get going to work at 3 p.m. Oh, so yeah, it's like living in the zombie apocalypse, right? You're rolling into work and there's yeah. nobody on the streets. Yeah, exactly. And same same kind of coming into work now. There's really no one. It's the exact opposite now. Uh, you know, I was getting home at midnight and now leaving the house early in the morning. Again, kind of same thing. But, uh, well, just your your general thoughts on a game that, you know, a lot of people could have, you know, when, they, when they're when they dissecting it. And, and, and Matthias Ekholm even probably said it best. Could have went either way last night. Oh yeah, it was it was a it was a coin toss for sure. But uh, I know there's a lot of two one games where you want to you know cut off your ears and shove it in your eye sockets because you can't yeah. watch it so boring, right? Like teams are playing just not to get scored on. These were two really good, talented teams getting after it. Like they were trying to score, but at the other end of the ice, uh, they were sacrificing everything to you know prevent those goals. And it was just a really gritty hard fought high intensity playoff hockey game it was just just a great 60 minutes of hockey last night that yeah easily could have gone either way or there's or there's uh had a ton of chances and Aiden Hill made it you know a ton of great mm-hmm. saves so you know you know they lost it uh 3-1 with the empty netter but yeah very easily could have gone Edmonton's way and we're talking about a, a different storyline today a real different storyline uh, as the 16-game winning streak has come to an end. Rob Tichkowski, Post Media, our guest on Sports 1440. Did parts of the game, segments of the game, little moments of the game remind you of similarities uh, compared to last year's playoff matchup, especially in games three and four? Yeah, yeah. Edmonton sort of rolls out of the gate with that adrenaline and, and they get off to the early start and then and then Vegas just kind of shows you why they're the Stanley Cup champions and, and, you know, why they won that series last year. You know, they're this patient, calm team that'll give you something but won't give you everything and they slowly worm their way back into the game and push back and they get the goaltending and they get the, the timely goals and, uh, you know, everybody makes mistakes around their own net but Aiden Hill made a couple of you know, really sensational saves. And, you know, poor Leon Dreisaitl, it was like the whole net was made out of skills competition targets. Like he couldn't, he couldn't uh, buy one yesterday. And, you know, if he, if he buries a couple of those, it's a, it's a different story. But these are, you know, two really close teams. Yeah. And, you know, frankly, they're probably going to meet in the first round of the playoffs this year unless somebody catches Vancouver. So, uh, or they're going to have to figure this one out because you have to remember too, Vegas was missing three of their best yeah. guys and they still came away with that win. So, 
you know, as much as Edmonton has a good streak going and as much as that was a really close game, Edmonton does have to get to another level if they're going to beat Vegas over seven games. Yeah, and I misspoke. I meant games five and six from the playoffs last year. And, you know, last night, when you look at how Vegas wanted to match lines, for the most part, they did it all night. And uh, Butch Cassidy, he likes that angle. He likes that uh, part of his um, repertoire when he looks at opposition lines. And you me- you mentioned it, the fact that I know Eichel, which is massive uh, down the middle for Vegas. But I thought so many guys on, on Vegas upped their game and played well enough to... Um, you know, just push the envelope and kind of keep the Oilers on their toes at times. Um, did you? Are you surprised at all when when teams really like? Okay, William Carlson went head to head with McDavid pretty well all night long, save for a couple of shifts. Does that surprise you at all, uh, Titch? When opposition coaches uh, really keep going to that, just because you know sometimes an, another line might be a little better option at times. Yeah, it's just sometimes if you, you if you sit down with the guy in the film room and you say this is this is what we need from you and and uh, that's that's your job and and you've got it in your head from the you know before the game even starts that what my role is today is to is to get on 97 and make sure that that he's not the guy that beats us and you know regardless of what I get you know I have to zero my my game in on 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 stopping their best guy because you know if you stop McDavid a very good chance you're going to beat the Oilers so if you have a player who's smart and who, who's strong on his skates and who has some speed and mobility and can play that role, then, you know, then why not? Right. So, you know, there's also the danger of if it doesn't work suddenly, you know, this guy's having the worst night of his life, but if the guy has proven that he can do it and, uh, and it's successful, then yeah, you keep, you keep going back to it until it doesn't work anymore. Rob Tichkowski with us on sports 1440. Um, just a couple of individual, uh, kind of looks from last night. Vinny Day Harney had a really solid game. Just your thoughts on how the big uh, right shot D-man played against Vegas. Yeah, this guy's evolution has been something else, right? Mm-hmm. He's a guy who was buried in the minors forever, a late draft pick, and, and just, you know, just one of those afterthoughts that, you know, is never going to play in the league. And he comes up, I remember his first game, like he's, you know, such an engaging person and he has such a great story and I'm just, talking to some of the guys i'm just like i hope this i hope this big dude doesn't fall on his face and i hope he gets a couple of games in and can say he played in the nhl and here we are just a short time later and he's he's one of their top d guys in a in a playoff style game against vegas and not only is he this you know this big hard guy around the net who just loves protecting his goal and protecting the area he's he's blossomed into an excellent penalty killer and now you you know he's making some deft offensive plays right he set up that two on nothing shorthanded for mcdavid and dry saddle he feathered a couple of nice passes through like this he's his stock is really elevating uh, over the last little while so all the people who are who are crying that philip broberg isn't getting his look should maybe take a look at vinnie d'arnay and say listen if you if you're patient and you put your time in in the minors and really work on your craft, and when your chance comes, be ready and, and you'll be able to do something with it because he's, he's been a really a feel-good story and he's the kind of defenseman the Oilers exactly need in a, in a playoff series, uh, like a playoff-style game like we saw yesterday. Rob Tichkowski, Post Media, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Just two games now that we've seen for the bulk of the contest that uh, Ryan McLeod, Dylan Holloway, and Corey Perry have played together. And there's something there. You could see it last night. And 
I think that's probably a line that is going to stay together moving forward for some period of time to gain some chemistry. But what did you make of them last night? Yeah, they had some looks. So that means that, that you're doing something right. Because if you get some looks against Vegas in a game like that, then things are going well. And it, it takes some adjustment, right? Like Holloway just got back. Perry just got here. Uh, it's going to take some time for them to get, you know, some 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 traction and forward momentum. But uh, I like all the ingredients of that line. And uh, and once, you know, Perry is a little bit more comfortable and, and once Holloway, you know, has his legs back under him again and is, is feeling back to where he can be, it has all the ingredients, right? It has it has some tenacity. It has speed. It has some size. So um, I, I like the chemistry of it, or the potential chemistry of it. And uh, you know, it hasn't really manifested itself in, in production yet. But uh, you know, I, I would for, for sure uh, give it a few games here and, and see exactly what you have because it could be something pretty good. Rob Tichkowski, our guest on Sports fourteen forty. So. Uh Tebow, we get texts in, as you know, like every minute, and a lot of the texters, some of them say, well, you know, the Oilers had their best lineup, and, you know, Vegas, as you said, missing a couple of key players. The Oilers just can't seem to beat these guys. Is there something missing here that you think they need to get them over this hump? Well, they they beat them earlier this year before they were even on this streak. So they're they're right there. They they could have won yesterday's game. I don't think you look at the Oilers and say they're not in Vegas's league yet. I think it's it's you know just basically in some instances what the bounces are going to be. But yeah, the the Oilers have to get better. And then then Holland has you know you saw Vancouver make the big move to get Lindholm and, and Colorado you know gets Parise or whatever. You know, the the teams that are in contention are loading up and Holland has another bullet in the chamber with, you know, a first round pick that he could spend and, and, and then beyond that I'm not sure what else he could use to leverage a player. But, you know, they've already added Perry and they got Holloway back. So they're they've had a couple of of additions. So I think that's that's the question for the GM right now is is what does this team really need to get us over that hump? And and that's what these next games leading up to the trade deadline are gonna tell you. You know, the the streak was was great. It's a basically a mid-season distraction. It doesn't it doesn't really mean a whole bunch. All it does is get you back into the playoff race and give the GM a little bit of breathing room so he can make a like a better a more informed decision. Like what do I need? Is it is it depth on defense in case somebody gets hurt? Is it uh, a top six winger to maybe you know replace Fogel or is it you know a, a veteran guy? Maybe Connor Brown should uh, you know go upstairs mm-hmm. or you know I, I'm not sure if he's, he's going to be what they were expecting from him from the playoffs so that's what Holland's going to have to decide over these next few games uh, next bunch of games heading into the trade deadline because they do have to get better I think as they are I don't know that they you know I'm not saying they wouldn't win a Stanley Cup mm-hmm. in their current form but I'm thinking you know we'd certainly increase your chances if you find that one key ingredient down the stretch and maybe another another veteran uh, depth guy to, to bolster your lineup if you take two of the top names off the trade tracker already in Elias Lindholm and Sean Monaghan, and I, I just don't see, I would never have thought in a million years that the Oilers could acquire Elias Lindholm from Calgary. No. But how busy do you think, you know, with those big names off, how busy do you think Ken Holland will be, uh, you know, here in the next three, four weeks? Well, I think they're in a fortune. They've always been in that f- fortunate position where, you know, they don't need a top three guy they don't need a top four guy they don't need a top five guy right they're they're the 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 high end of their lineup is is solid up front so they're 
they, they, they just need, you know, really good depth guys. And, and on defense, you know, this, I mean, this, this, uh, this blue line has been freakishly healthy and I don't know how long you can expect that to continue in through the playoffs. And, you know, it, it you know, it, it wouldn't really show up that well in the short term if you add a veteran defenseman, but if somebody gets hurt in game two of a series and now you've got that guy, that's when it really pays off. So, you know, he doesn't have to hit the home run. He just has to add those, those clutch uh, uh, depth guys, you know, kind of like he did last year. Like mm-hmm. he didn't add any, and he didn't add any stars, but uh, he, he like had a guys. Did, yeah. 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 Just guys like that. Could, those guys, those guys are the guys who make a difference in the playoffs. Like they've got the stars. They've got Connor and Leon and, Nugent Hopkins and Kane and Hyman, like that's plenty. That's that's all the that's all the offense you need. And these are guys that have shown that they're not going to wilt away in the playoffs. Like Drysdale and Hyman and Kane, those are those are playoff performers, right? So you don't you know you don't you don't need the high end guy. You need the the mid level guy with experience and grit and size. And mm. there's there's some of those guys out there. What what are the chances we have a a, a, a lose one win one scenario here? Because we, we all, all it's been is like eight game winning streaks, three, four game <laughs> losing streaks, sixteen game winning streaks. So, and 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 further to that point, uh, uh, Titch going into Anaheim on Friday just to nip this in the bud and get back to a win, no matter what it takes. Because you know what's going to happen if they were to lose in Anaheim on Friday, everyone's going to go, yeah, here we go again. This team just isn't yep. ready, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, well, you do. You do have to avoid the the post streak letdown, right? You can't just say, you know, the you know our, our adrenaline's gone, and you have this sag because you're not you're not sixteen and zero anymore. You're zero and one in your last game, so you you do have to nip that in the bud. And like I said, the streak was was cool and it was fun, and it was you know only three teams in NHL history or NHL history since eighty three eighty four when they had it overtime have have ever done that. So, but the, the the bigger picture are the standings. Like you, you got to catch Vegas. Like the points are what matters. And 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 this game against Anaheim, it's it's not the 18th, but it's those two points that you absolutely have to get if you want to catch uh, Vegas and uh, uh, to get home ice advantage in that first round. Because it looks like these two teams are on the collision course unless somebody suddenly goes and catches Vancouver. Well, with that win, of course, uh, Vegas moves now seven points ahead of the Oilers. Uh, The Oilers do have the five games in hand, but they had crept a lot closer to Vegas in the standings. But yeah, 66 points for Vegas right now. Edmonton with 59. LA Kings uh, with 56 and the number one wild card spot. Titch, thanks so much for your time and getting up early. I know you're uh, you're not going back to the rack, are you? Uh, No, once I got half a coffee down already, so I'll... uh... (laughs) I'll look out the window and wonder again where everybody's going. <laughs> would you rip off a pot this morning or what would you do? <laughs> uh, I grind my beans the night before and then I just get up and, and hit the button as soon as I get up. You grind your beans the night before? Yeah. And what what are we talking? Like what kind of, I bet you got special coffees and go everything. I, I don't want to sound like a, like a coffee nerd, but it's uh, half Starbucks uh, Verona and oh. half Starbucks uh, Komodo Dragon, and you mix them because one's too strong and one's not quite strong enough. So you do a fifty fifty blend, and you grind it up, and you put it in your thing, and oh. you get up in the morning and you hit the button. Do they do this at Starbucks for you, or how, you know when you go no, and get? No, I get a I get a uh, four shot americano when I go to the Starbucks. Well, you know when I think of Rob Tichkowski, I think of barista. That's the word that comes to mind. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> Thanks, Tich. Appreciate your time, bud. 
All right. Thanks. See you. That's Rob Tichkowski from Post Media and our Puck Report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Ask about their seasonal tire storage and check out the winter tire lineup and brand offerings. When we come back, we'll have a little open text time. A lot of text coming in regarding last night's game in Vegas. And once again, Ladislav Schmid will be with us today at 8 o'clock instead of tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And then David Schlemko will guess with us tomorrow. At not, what's the matter, Duke? At nine o'clock, did I say so? Well, I, no, you, you're oh. you're doing you, you oh. listed it all off perfectly. I just wanted to once again remind everyone that spec is oh, on yeah. it. Spec is on at nine <laughs> and not eight. Yes, and it's well, most importantly, to notify Marty Stevens about it. Well, I think Marty's because Marty didn't tweet at me last night, so I think he's caught well, on. But in, just in case anybody else has missed it this week, I think Marty figured it out that we'd had enough of him. To so, be honest with uh, you, but on on this note, I so myself and the intern uh, Donovan and yeah. Connor Halley went to uh, went to Booster Juice yesterday oh. post show. We had a we had a some sampling of meat pies in here. Oh, uh, for lunch yesterday at the whole studio, and then we needed to wash that down with some really? fruit goodness. So we just what, what, it's right downstairs from yeah, us yeah. in the studio, and I was drinking my booster juice, and I was just thinking, man, can't we talk to Spec tomorrow at nine o'clock? At nine? At nine? Yeah, yeah. And you just clicked in because you probably your brain was aware of the change because of that nutrition that came through. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's brain fuel. <laughs> when we come back, we'll get to some of your texts on the Kevin Carey Show one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, the seven forty break means one thing: ba. Duke comes through with B.A. He did not come through yesterday. I was just uh, sent a picture to me yes, just uh, from yesterday. So uh, if you if you have a chance, go to our website, sports1440.ca. Miss Rodeo Canada was in the studio yesterday. And what's her, do you guys know her name offhand? What's her name, Duke? Do you know quickly or not? Pause. One moment. I have it right in front of me. I didn't want to get That's it okay. wrong, so I was looking it up. Okay. Kaylee Shantz from Kay- uh, originally from Rimby, okay, where representing she from? Uh, Miss uh, or uh, Pinoca Stampede is uh, her right. call it home uh, home rodeo champion. Wonderful Stampede, MRC now okay. Miss Rodeo Canada. Okay, now Kaylee, a wonderful young woman, you know, very accomplished, very you know everything that you would want in Miss Rodeo Canada. So if you get a chance, go to our website, check this picture out. So the Duke and Donnie P, intern Donnie Donovan. It's all like you guys. Are you scared to stand beside her? Like, I mean, were you trying? Like, were you? So, like, I'll, you guys look like you have absolutely zero game, none. Well, I think we already knew that. Uh, I'll, I, I won't speak for Donovan, but having to get gotten to know him a little bit over the past month, I think that is very accurate as well. But uh, okay. myself, oh, I've never claimed to have game. I don't have any game. But here's the thing, Kev. So she's she's getting a tour of the studio here. She's yeah. on CFCW yesterday afternoon. Yada yada whole spiel. Uh, then she came over, got a tour of this side of the building, and Connor was like, hey, can you get a picture in front of the logo yeah. in the studio with us? Thinking, yeah, this would be great for social media. My thought process here was I would stand on the one side of the logo because we want the logo in the picture. We've had uh, about 30 people that I know of that have come in for the morning show that we've taken the pictures with. Yes, you're <laughs> in those even, pictures. Yes, and we're standing close. Uh, guys, your arms are on. Eddie's in the pictures. Laddie's in the pictures. You got the arm around whoever it is. And it's not like we're trying. And it's guys, girl. It doesn't matter. It's it's but all. You're it's, trying to be friendly. You're trying to say welcome to sports. 1440. That's right. And so I. So there's two of us, myself and Donovan. Donovan. I thought Donovan would. Uh, yeah. Kind of the, her. Uh, Kaylee and Donovan would sit on the one side of the logo. 
be, you know, close, yeah. right beside each other, maybe a friendly no. arm around the no, shoulder, no, no. me over here on the other side, so we can frame up the logo nicely, like no. I was taught at uh, the Fine Institute, uh, Northern Alberta no. Institute of Technology, and it did not uh, come out well at all. It looks... It, Please, it's one, a bad look. If a listener can have a look at that picture, and maybe you can put it on another platform. It's it's, uh, it's um, on uh, yeah, sports fourteen forty on Instagram is where you can find you're it. You're right gonna go, think the same thing as me and go, come on, guys, just you know, be friendly. You know, I, just- I'm I'm the first to admit it was a bad look. And the thing is, because we'd had a very pleasant chat. Uh, yes. I, I've I'm uh, personal friends with a couple past Miss Rodeo Canada's. Went to the U of A with one. One's from Trosha, which is just south of Delburn. Uh, grew up with her. So we had a quick little uh, back and forth about that. A very friendly. And then, oh, let's take this picture. You know, I'll tell you what. who's going to... When Laddie gets in here at 8 o'clock, I'm going to show Laddie the oh, picture. Oh, Laddie is going to And the first me. thing that he's going to say is, he's going to, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, that, that is that is probably verbatim what he will say. That's Laddie's go. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you What doing? are you doing? <laughs> Oilers... Uh, with a 3-1 loss, ending their 16-game winning streak last night in Vegas. And uh, Aiden Hill with 30 saves. Oilers had several opportunities in the second period. And as Matthias Ekholm, Oilers defenseman, said following the game, hey, this one could have went either way. In a tightly contested hockey game like that, that kind of had a playoff-like atmosphere to it, what was the difference in your eyes? We couldn't bear down on our chances, I felt. Um, I thought we created a lot in the second, probably deserved a goal or two. Um, and as you're saying, in these tight games, those little details, those um, timely goals matter uh, in a big way. And, and you saw it again tonight. They got the go-ahead goal in the third, and then, then they held on. So, um, again, I think, as you said, it was a tight game. Um, could have gone either way. I thought we played... Um, pretty good i think there's another level to our game but um at the same time i thought everybody showed up and worked hard and you know, we just couldn't get it done tonight this is going to end eventually but that it ends one game from a record does that mean much to this to this organization this team not to me at least i can only speak for myself i'm kind of happy don't have to talk about it anymore but um obviously you want to win every game you can but at the same time um the closer we got to this whole record thing i feel like the more and more talk it was about it now it's kind of behind us we have to start a new streak and um keep playing well down the stretch here to get us in a uh, in a position where we want to be does that weigh on guys again eventually like you like we always bring it up everyone's talking but does it weigh on guys mentally i guess just the streak, the streak. again i can only talk for myself and not really like i i, I have to answer, answer questions yeah. about it but i mean it's not like we're talking about it in here at all so um for that matter only it's hard for me to say about other guys, but for me, it's just it's nice not to have him to talk to. Well, Sorry, Becca. You know, you, you guys obviously dropped Game Five and here Game Six. You know, to to lose in this manner tonight against this team is that kind of make it a little bit more frustrating? I guess yes and no, but uh, I mean, I. I the most frustrating way to lose, in my opinion, is when you feel like you didn't give it your all when you didn't have the. Your A effort, um, I, I, I think we, we did tonight. I thought everybody worked hard. I thought everybody was um, trying their best. Um, I thought they played well, too. Um, they're a good team. They have a good goaltender. Um, I think uh, we do as well. I thought Stewart's played really well. So, again, I, it's it's this league. It's, it's, a, it's a hard league to win in, and, and they came out on top tonight. And do I feel like it's frustrating to lose? I, it always is, but is it a matter of more frustrating or not? I, I don't know. Do you, you won one after two. You played a good defensive game. It seems like you've won this game like 11 times in the past three weeks. Tonight, you don't. Do you just run out of 
fortune to you run out of making the plays. Run out of luck. I don't think the whole win streak was all about luck or per se. I think we played a top team in the league. Um, I think we're a top team in the league. I think the game showed it. I thought it was um, a competitive game. I think we have another level for sure. We just got off the break, obviously. That's Oilers defenseman Matthias Ekholm. Oilers had tons of chances in the second period. Could have easily broken that 1-1 tie into the second with you know several opportunities. Uh, the Oilers did open the scoring on that shorthanded goal by Connor McDavid. His 21st of the year, set up by Leon Dreisaitl and a nice little poke check sort of thing by uh, Vinny DeHarnay to get the play going at the Oilers defensive blue line. After the game, the captain had these post-game comments. Connor, just I just asked Darnell, is there something to be said about momentum? Maybe if this game's played before the break, you guys are just flowing in that, and all of a sudden get, get some time off and come here to Vegas, the, the the rivalry, so on and so forth. Maybe could that have something to do with it? Maybe come out just on a low. No, I liked a lot. I liked a lot of parts of our game. Um, I thought it was a very similar game to we've played throughout the entire streak. Um, we just don't find a way to get a win. Um, you know, their goalie played well and, and, and made some big saves. And um, It's always a tough game in this building. We were expecting that. and um, Disappointing, but uh, we move on. Your un- unluckiness maybe more than anything, do you think, tonight? Uh, you know what? Two good teams going at it. A little bit of a playoff-like atmosphere, it felt like. Uh, similar to a playoff game. Tight games happen, and, and um, you got to go out and get it, and obviously we didn't do that. 1-1 one, one after 40. It seems like you've played a whole bunch of those in the last 16 games. Somehow all these other nights you got the puck, you know, went off the post and in instead of off the post and out. Do you just run out of fortune at some point? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. Um, yeah, we had a lot of things go right, obviously. Um, you know, winning 16th straight, you got to have a lot of things go well, um, and and you got to get some bounces, and and we got some bounces. But for the most part, I thought we went out and earned our bounces, um, and and earned our luck. And um, like I said tonight, we didn't go out and get it. Um, credit to them, they make a shot um, and are able to uh, to uh, clog it up just enough to uh, to get it done. I know it's still fresh, but is there a sense of pride in doing something 16? Only three other teams in the history of the league have done. Um, yeah, it's obviously fresh. We're disappointed that we lost tonight. It's been a while since we've done that. And, and uh, um, you forget sometimes how bad you hate losing. Uh, it's a good reminder. It seemed unlikely that you were going to win every game the rest of the year, but the opponent uh, tonight, does that make it frustrating to lose? Had the streak end against these guys? Uh, we would have been frustrated if it was we lost against anybody. Um, losing uh, is not fun in this league. Um no matter who you play, no matter where you are. Um, obviously, this is a building that uh, is fun to play in. and um, A lot of Edmonton faithful traveled, which was good to see. And, uh, disappointed we didn't get it done. The amount of ground you've made up in the, over the last 16 games, is the, I mean, that puts you guys right back in the hunt. What do you, what do you think of the progress you guys have made? Yeah, we obviously need to have a stretch to get ourselves back in, and, and we've done that. So uh, check that box and, um, and move on. We've got to play some good hockey coming down the stretch. So. Can you just talk about the rivalry with the Golden Knights right now and what it's going to be like knowing there's probably going to be at least six more games against the Golden Knights sometime in the next couple of months from now? A lot of hockey before that. A lot of hockey. A lot of things that we got to do. A lot of things they got to do to get to that situation. Um, you know, obviously, we'd love to play uh, Vegas in a playoff series again. Um, it's a uh, these games are fun, entertaining. Um, 
both fan bases are great. Um, makes for great hockey. That's Oilers captain Connor McDavid. And yeah, the two teams are on a bit of a collision course for another playoff matchup. And man, oh man, yeah, there are going to be a handful of teams, depending on what the first round matchups, there's going to be three, four teams that are going to be out after the first round that are going to be like teams that could have won the Stanley Cup. When we come back, top of the hour, it's going to be Ladislav Schmid, but not Mark Spector. We're going to bring in Speck at 9 o'clock. Greg Wyshynski from ESPN will join Laddie and myself in the 8 o'clock hour at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Before that time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. This Sunday, you can watch the Chiefs and the 49ers with great food specials throughout the game, only at First Round. And then... Of course, every year, football first round, Monday, Thursday, Sundays, you can win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.